Hello and welcome to History Happened Everywhere. The verdict. This is our after show podcast where we look back at our previous episode, Ghosts in the United States of America. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> so if you <laughs> So if you haven't listened to that, go back and have a listen, or else there will be spoilers ahead. Don't bother. <laughs> Well, I was going to re-record that, but I think that's it. Hello, and welcome to History Happened Everywhere, The Verdict. Uh, My name is Ryan Weir, and I am here in the studio with my good bud and pal, Peter Goddard. Hello. How you doing, man? I am well. Can you feel it? He's coming. Like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man thumping down the street. <laughs> Behind those city blocks. It's Mr. Paul Dursley. Oh, dear. Oh, no. Oh, oh dear. dear. That's not a great start. How are you doing, Paul? Are you okay? Yes, I don't know the reference, so... Oh, that's going to be problematic about the Ghostbusters banter section then, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think I did see it. I thought it was an utter load of rubbish. <laughs> that does not surprise me in any way, shape or form. Paul, I am drinking a drink. Uh, Pete has got a lovely drink in front of him. What are you drinking tonight? I have some yellow liquid. And the temperature of this liquid? <laughs> we're talking about your colostomy bag again. <laughs> it's, it's room temperature. <laughs> So what are you no, drinking? No, it's, it's, it's slightly cold. It, it's lemon juice. Mm. Lemon juice? You got a bad throat or something? Is this to help you? Is this a professional acting method? <laughs> yes, I should gargle with it. <laughs> no, it's if, if you make it with just the skin of the lemon, not the rind or the juice, it actually gives a very mellow flavour. Oh, lovely. We should have a little bar. We should have H-H-E bar and grill. You're right, H-H-E Bar and Grill, right? Yeah. Regional meals of various things from podcasts nice. past. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, wine. We do wine. Different wines, different years. From different countries. From different countries, that's what I'm saying. The wine later. The wine later. So you, you, you don't get to wine. choose the wine. <laughs> we tell you what wine you're going to have <laughs> based on a random chance. <laughs> A late 80s Californian wine would be very, very good. Right, but a 12th century Romanian wine? Yes, it might be slightly off. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. It's like it turned the wine world on its head. They won't know what to make of it. There's like, how you paired it? Well, we randomly select three (laughs) aspects and that's the wine you get. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so let's just jump straight into it. The first thing we do on The Verdict, Pete, is... One minute recap. One minute recap. Hit the button and off you go. So I talked about the United States, which is 50 states, a district and some self-governing territories. We looked at Pliny the Younger, who told a ghost story from the Roman times that sounded not out of place today. We also went to Brookfield, Connecticut, where in 1981 we saw the first recorded use of I was possessed by a demon as a defence in court for murder. It did not work. We then met Ed and Lorraine Warren, demonologists who reappeared in famous spooky tales of the time, such as the Enfield Poltergeist, which had pictorial evidence of a levitating child. Uh, Ryan was not convinced. We met the Warrens again in 1986, where the uh, Snedeker family had found themselves terrorised by ghosts and demons when they unwittingly moved into an old funeral parlour. 
We talked about Ghostbusters and Slimer being modelled on John Belushi. We also did a little ghost hunting in the flat and a ghost said, correct. We talked about whether ghosts were caused by magnetic waves and finally we contacted the spirit world with a Ouija board. week's episode done summarized nicely nice one son now we're over to a young dursley who's gonna tell you what he thought of me he'll take you apart without any care he's the lovely paul dursley the lovely paul dursley what the hell is a magnetic wave oh we've gone straight into it (laughs) do you know what before we started uh paul <laughs> pete came to me and he went do you know what? i'm gonna get an absolute grilling on and i was like what he went magnetic waves i was gonna i was gonna fess up that i didn't really <laughs> quite know what i meant by that and i was simply regurgitating <laughs> phrases from the internet <laughs> come on explain well, this magnetic waves then well paul. they're electromagnetic waves they're not magnetic waves they're electromagnetic oh well that's waves. not far off well, it's yes, it is because you can't have a magnetic wave; it can't exist. Well, then, yeah, well, that's fair. Fool. Then. <laughs> <laughs> so, how come an electromagnetic wave can exist? Uh, because the electromagnetic waves are—they're polarized at ninety degrees to one another. Ah, oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that <laughs> clarified everything, didn't it? <laughs> and basically, the magnetic bit pulls the electric bit, and the electric bit pulls the magnetic bit. It's re- it's really quite amazing how a wave works like that. Yeah. I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> if you could dumb that down for me, what is an electromagnetic wave? A wiggle. Oh, right. Okay. I like wiggles. <laughs> so, yes, I, I was on thin ice when I was talking about geomagnetic thermal. <laughs> then I threw in, I think, sunspots as well, just as an effort to cloud the situation. You've just thrown in thin ice to the metaphor as well, just to really complicate things. <laughs> so, yes, truly, I did not know what I was talking about other than that magnetic waves electromagnetic waves uh, may be the cause of, of cause of ghosts i just didn't know what was the cause of electromagnetic waves right so just to roll back then the sun produces waves these electromagnetic waves that travel to earth yes it's called light right <laughs> okay <laughs> and amongst other things okay right so it produces light which includes electromagnetic waves no light is an electromagnetic wave. <laughs> okay, I'm learning here, guys. This is important. The sun, a glowing planet of... of it's not a planet, of, it's a star. <laughs> well, the Earth's a big magnet as well, right? Because it's got the molten core of magnety stuff. That's why there's north and south poles. Well, well basically, the, sort of, the Earth acts as an enormous magnet. And what it does is it repels the, ma- ma- the magnetically or the charged particles from the sun, oh. which would sort of bathe the earth and so it acts as like a magnetic cage around the earth oh that's cool and it means we don't get irradiated with nasty cosmic rays okay that suddenly makes sense to me so is it those waves that protect us this cage around the earth that also might affect our brains in such a way that you might think that you're seeing a ghost um no right (laughs) (laughs) no as in it's not those waves it's other waves or no as in no waves would affect your brain and make you think you've seen ghosts um well it's 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 person's suscept it's a person's susceptibility or gullibility if you will to take on those ideas so you don't think there is a physical 
influence? Um, well, I, c- certainly electromagnetic waves can affect the brain. Yeah, so we know that epileptics sometimes see visions and sights, right? So uh, Exactly, but I, I I don't necessarily think it's causal. There may, there may be some there may be some link, but that your god helmet that you mentioned, they did a double blind experiment on that and nothing was found. Uh, right, so what you're saying then is that if you're seeing ghosts, it's probably because there are ghosts. Right, that makes sense. Yeah, because if it's not electromagnetic waves... Well, it's, they're seeing ghosts because they think there are ghosts there or they think that uh, whatever they're sensing is there. You know, but you take LSD and you see bright colours and whatever and are they ghosts? It's the same sort of thing, isn't it? It's what your reality or what your concept of reality at that at that point in that different state is seeing. So have you ever seen a ghost? I'm no. suspecting no from <laughs> from the tone of this. Have you ever seen anything that's unexplained be, that other people might think of as a ghost? Well, no, because the, every, everything that has been considered a ghost can always has always been explained uh, either either by science or it's a, a it's a, it's a bit of fakery. So I would draw your attention, Paul, to the photograph of the levitating Enfield poltergeist. <laughs> I have I haven't seen that, but it sounds like it's a child jumping off a bed. Yeah, that's it pretty much really exactly is. what it, it is. Really yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 what it is. But but then you you know it's it's making my point. If people want to see that as a levitating child, they will see it. It's the same as all conspiracy theories, Ryan. That- <laughs> Wait, whoa, whoa, what? Why am I getting dragged into this? Mm, I think we know. You, you know, you, it's hard to argue against a conspiracy theorist because they have faith, and you can't argue against faith because they'll just come up with, "Oh, you just say that anyway," blah blah blah, and I believe it, and and all all of that. And you could put as as many of Bertrand Russell's teapots in orbit around Saturn, <laughs> and they won't agree. I think where I come from on this is that there is an arrogance to humanity, which is to assume that we know all the answers. And yet we have been learning things every day. But scientists don't know all the answers. Scientists know they don't know all the answers. Well, this is my point. And so maybe the next big discovery will be ghosts. We don't know. We didn't know that black holes existed. And then we did some science and someone discovered a black hole. I like that we did some science. <laughs> I, a lot. I did a lot of work that phrase, didn't I? We did some science and then there were black holes. So what I'm saying is I don't have the answers for ghosts. I'm not saying that ghosts necessarily exist. But point being is that in argument to these things is, is that should we outright say ghosts don't exist or should a we say... black hole was first postulated less than 50 years ago and they've been proved to exist. Before that, the concept was never there. The concept of a ghost has been there since a time immemorial, like, you know, that Roman Lemurs and um, as, 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 as Pete was saying. Nobody's come up with an explanation over many thousands of years, whereas, you know, the black hole stuff was sort, sorted out in less than 50. It's a fair point. <laughs> I wish I was more intelligent to argue this. <laughs> okay so here's my theory ghosts are not the spirits of people that have died they are echoes from other dimensions, mirror, oh, so I mirror had a, universes. I had a theory that was slightly similar to that, which was that that there in the future, when time travel is inevitably invented, inevitably, yeah. um, 
what it would do is because you wouldn't be able to interact with things it wouldn't be time travel in that sense you'd be sort of projected back right and so everyone would dress up to look at like they're in a certain time right but some of them would get sent incorrectly so nice. you would see these images of people from previous times yeah and that's what goes so they're actually time travelers who've been misdirected or just going to a cheaper tourist company yeah like a budget, like, it's fine. budget time travel 16th century 19th century <laughs> come on yeah all so they the get you all dressed so up you have to the, you have to wear a sheet to do these i'll go on these journeys do you yeah with eye, eye holes cut out there yeah, which, that's the say, cheapest journey back <laughs> Exactly. But I think you've you've um, ridiculed my original point, Pete, which is that I think these are interdimensional, interdimensional beings. beings that are either accidentally being projected, like their atoms are being quantum. You just said atoms to add some science, to, <laughs> a flavor of science to your mad theory. I just you? used the word quantum too. I know. There was... is this, okay, so there is a singularity. It's starting to feel causes, like a movie pitch. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is my most Star Trek moment. There's a wormhole through space. It's like if you get a piece of paper and fold it in half and then push your pencil through it and then... Ghosts. Ghosts. <laughs> well, you know, the wor- wormholes are theoretically possible. Ghosts! The problem is... I said theoretically possible, okay. but we are incapable of creating the energies needed to create one. Yet. Uh, I suppose yet could, but we'd have to harness the energy of a star to do it. Mm, that does sound complicated. All yes. of it, all of the energy of a star. Just pop a cover over the star and <laughs> suck up the energy. <laughs> Siphon, <laughs> pour it out. <laughs> anyway, we'd have to be at least a type one or two civilization to do that. Okay, so I'm going to wrap up this section. Pete, do you believe in ghosts? Yes or no? No. Paul, do you believe in ghosts? Yes or no? Do you even wash me to give that an answer? Yes, that's why I asked. No. <laughs> Ryan, do you believe in ghosts? No. Oh. Yeah. I thought you believe in pretty much everything. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a ghost too. Oh, really? Yeah, twice. So you don't believe your own eyes? No, I don't. It's interesting, isn't it? Were you tripping at the time? No. <laughs> no, I was just sleepy or had been asleep. And I think that it was just my brain playing tricks on me. It does that. I don't think this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> but but is that a ghost? You see, you see there there is the thing. You're na- you are you are naming something uh, as a ghost, which was which may be just some internal firing of your brain. Yeah, that's right, and that's why I'm saying no. But I'm saying okay. no in a very strange way because if. President Obama came on TV tomorrow and said, ghosts exist. So deal with that now. I'm curious as to why President Obama's doing that. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a different one, now, isn't it? What year are we? Oh, my Lord. You don't know where you are, do you? I'm actually a ghost. Have you, in fact, time-travelled? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> So I have a question, uh, Paul, which is, let's assume there are such things as ghosts and you died and you came back as a ghost. Who would you haunt and how? Why did I know that some sort of question like this was going? <laughs> and you, you know my answer, what my answer's going to be. It can't happen. So what's the point of saying that? Because it's imagination. Why don't, you, why don't you just ask the question you want to ask is, who do you want to spy on? Which is basically <laughs> all you're asking. <laughs> 
I mean, sure, that's if you fair, want to just, that's a good way just of putting it. remove the modesty curtain <laughs> from this question, I suppose you could do that. <laughs> I've got a question for you. Hey, wait, Ryan, who are you going to haunt? Are we still doing that one? I want to know who you're going to haunt. I feel like Dursley just ramrodded that question into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but who am I going to haunt? Okay, I'm going to haunt Paul Dursley. And how? Uh, because I would prove to him that ghosts existed by haunting him every single day. I thought you'd just do it subtly, like move his glass of wine nope. every now and then. I'd be stood there the whole time. Hello. <laughs> Asking him questions. Just annoying him. Hello, Moving I'm Ryan This is haunting happens everywhere. Well, that's, that, that's the way to do it, isn't it? It's to sort of make ever so slight changes in lots of things. And so it, it would just give you a sense of, oh, there's something odd going on, but you can't really be sure of what it is. So the the chap who wrote Sherlock Holmes, Arthur Conan Doyle, Arthur Conan Doyle was a very keen spiritualist, and oh. he was big pals with Harry Houdini, was who was very much the opposite, and spent a lot of his time uh, unmasking fraudulent mediums. Right. And I think I may be misremembering this, but I think they had an agreement that if Arthur Conan Doyle, when he died, he would have come back. It might have been between Houdini and his wife as well. Okay. But yeah, they would come back and say, "Hello, here's the code that you know it's definitely me, right. rather than something fraudulent." Uh, and sadly, nothing ever came of it. So, well, that he said, uh, yeah, he may have secretly been told that it's real, <laughs> but I think he would have mentioned it. <laughs> you see, that's the typical conspiracy theorist answer. Why, why would he tell everyone if he suddenly knew the, the weight of that? Imagine if we just found out tomorrow that ghosts did exist. Like that would change almost nothing, but a lot of things <laughs> might happen <laughs> differently. <laughs> and that's why he kept it a secret. But here's the thing, right? This has inspired uh, a thought in my head, which we didn't really talk about in the episode, which is ghosts have unfinished business. I think the most common trope is hasn't been properly interred. I think that's, uh, we've come across it a few times. I think it's the Rwanda episode where they had a type of spirit that was a soldier who hadn't been buried properly. Oh, I um, see. Yeah, you're right. And I think not being buried is one of the classic why is a ghost a ghost problems? Why is it still here? Yeah. Why hasn't it moved on to the next place? The others are... So what, what about cremation then? That would bugger it up a bit. Well, I mean, you could argue that if cremation was considered proper proper burial, then that's fine. It's like... It's, it's so what if someone was in a building that burnt down and they were cremated in the building burning down? Whether they be properly cremated or not? I don't make the rules, <laughs> but, but I would say um, it's about how the how the spirit feels. I, th- I think this is the sort of the fundamental thing. Everybody who believes in ghosts must also be religious. Because? I think they would call themselves spiritual without necessarily being religious. But, well, they have this concept of spirits and afterlife and all, all, and all of this uh, stuff, which, which is related to religion. Yeah. It's all, you know, it's all superstition. I think you can distinguish between religious and spiritual, but they are both faith-based concepts currently. Because, of course, once something has been proven, then it ceases to be spiritual. It becomes just life, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I I, I, th- I, think that most people need some sort of religious sentiments or spiritual sentiments to get them through. It's just, mm. you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's the way that, people are co- that a lot of people are comforted. And it, you know it's diff- it's difficult for me because you sort of you think about it and you sort of sit there rashly thinking, well, that's all a load of bollocks. But of course, <laughs> when when you also stand by, I think, well, for a lot of people, 
it does provide some sort of solace. Yeah, absolutely. And it's as real to them as it's unreal to you. Yes, obviously obviously the 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 issue is you don't have to keep on proselytizing it over onto me. Yes, that is true. Is a zombie a ghost? I don't really know what a zombie is. A zombie's not a ghost because a zombie's quite almost the opposite of a ghost. It's a sort of yeah, reanimated isn't body. Isn't a zombie alive? Well, it's just in Ghostbusters the film, <laughs> there is a taxi that pulls up once the ghosts are released into the city and the taxi driver the cab driver turns his head really slowly around to the people sitting in the back of his taxi and it's a zombie not a ghost or is it just a ghost that's manifested itself to look like a zombie is it just because he's not see-through that's bothering you i thought a zombie looked like a normal person or have i got this mixed up with other zombies basically a reanimated corpse and this thing does look like a reanimated corpse yeah but i'm wondering if it's just a ghost that's presenting it's very corporal it is it is quite earthy looking i'll give you that but do they have to be see-through to be ghosts? It just bugs me. It's always bugged me since I was a kid and I saw it. I'm like, this is Ghostbusters and there's ghosts flying around all over the place. And then there's this one zombie cab driver. Maybe he was like that before. <laughs> you don't see any other zombies anywhere else. <laughs> Maybe it just was a that cab was driver. just him being a, a cab driver. It's very yeah. stressful in New York. That's what it'll do to you. Yeah. But I've segued into Ghostbusters, so let's talk about Ghostbusters. Nicely done. Okay, I'll just I'll just pop out for five nope, minutes. Nope, then. nope, nope, nope. Stay where you are. So you haven't seen the film, is this what you're telling us? Well, no, I have seen the film, but it was in 1984, and I thought it was an utter load of cack. Yeah, not even funny? No, because it was sort of American-type humour, which isn't funny. Did it scare you? Is that why you got... <laughs> yes, I wet myself, you, but it was all... Have you ever watched a horror film and been scared by it? Uh, the, uh, the word scared, I suppose, needs needs a bit of definition. You sort of see something and it shocks you yeah. and you jump. Uh, okay, I'm, t- I'm, I'm going to give you a scenario. I think Have you watched a supernatural scared. horror film? Like where a creature is chasing people, you know, come crawling through the TV or... Um... I'm glad you mentioned that because yeah. I have an anecdote about The Ring, which is the movie that I was most scared watching. Sure. Tell us uh, about it. I was watching, it was the American version of The Ring, which okay. I think is one of those rare things that I think is actually better than the Japanese version. But okay. anyway, I was watching it and it was super scary and I was on my own and it was dark and it was creepy. Uh, and I was in alone in the flat that I was living in at that time. And then suddenly something jumped on the chair behind me. Right. Uh, and what had happened was we didn't have a cat, but downstairs had a cat and right. someone had left the door open downstairs. So this cat had to come in and it jumped up behind me. A super stressful right. moment in this movie. And I about had a heart attack and I've never forgotten that film since. <laughs> that is a scary film. Oh, it was a scary film. You throw in a cat that you didn't expect to be there and yeah. you've got some heart pounding terror going on. Let me tell you. So Paul, have you seen The Ring or any other similar style supernatural horror film? I've never heard of The Ring, let alone seen it. Okay, so here's here's a task for you then. Will you watch The Ring and report back to us on whether or not you found it scary or not? Yes, yes, I will. Yes. All right, we're going to report back on whether Paul Dursley got scared by The Ring. Well, if, if you find it and send me the details, I'll look at it. Yes. But I, I'm not going to look at it my, look look up look it up myself. I just want to know whether you get scared by it and whether it because it, it, these things they play in well, play it in defi- my head. It, it, as I said, it's. Uh, it defines scared. I, I could tell you 
things that I don't like in films is if you know that there's going to be explosion in X seconds, but they don't tell you exactly what it is. Yeah. I really don't like that. Okay. I don't like that at all. The sort of the sense of anticipation. Would you measure your heart rate throughout the film and report back? <laughs> that is kind of proof that you got scared. Well, heart, uh, yeah, I, I, I will. I, I, uh, I will react to the film, and so you, you will get shocks and uh, yeah. And I'm with Paul on this because, like, it's geared to do that, right? It's geared to have suspenseful music and or trigger you in a certain way. I'm more interested in afterwards, like when you turn it off and you're alone in your house and it's dark. And you've got to go to bed. And there's a cat that you don't have. A cat you don't have that jumps on your face. Yeah. And you're lying in bed yeah, and you um, think, oh, I'm a bit Well, yes, it's, 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 it's the shock thing because I certainly wouldn't tell you the time when I'm watching it because I know you'd come over and... <laughs> that is exactly that what That is what happen. we'd do. <laughs> I have to say, Although last week... I, I, did th- I did do that to my mother once a long, long while ago when there was a horror film on <laughs> that she was watching. What did you do? And I, re- I remember going into the garden and sort of scraping and tapping a twig <laughs> on the window. <laughs> oh, that's, that's mean but funny. Uh, <laughs> the problem was she got up and locked the back door so I couldn't get in. <laughs> no more than you deserve, sir. No more than you deserve, no more than you deserve, sir. No more than you deserve, sir. Um, can a fish be a ghost? <laughs> well, again, it's it's definition. It is a ghost, the soul of something. So the question is, does a fish have a soul? Yeah, and can that? So obviously, my argument was that a fish is rarely going to have unfinished business. <laughs> <laughs> He's just swimming around in a fish, and then he gets eaten, and that's just fish life, right? I know none of us are particularly religious, but is there is there a stance on animals having souls? Different like people common? think different things. I mean. Buddhism, you know, it's the chain of life that there's sort of every, right. everything is reincarnated into everything else. Okay. Um, different versions Catholic of Christianity Christian. have different versions. Historically, sort of medieval traditional Christianity, humanity was distinguished by it, the fact that it was it had things soul. with souls and other things didn't have souls, right. which then allowed them to be super cruel and horrible to animals, which is not really very nice. I yeah. think the modern view is uh, that it's more much more likely that animals have souls, but I think your mileage may vary depending on mm. the church you visit. What about the fish called the soul? Like a Dover soul. A Dover yeah. soul. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Does a Dover soul have a soul? If he's got kids, I suppose. <laughs> Let's talk about Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yes. Ghost hunters. Um, extraordinaire. Mentally unwell. <laughs> yeah. What's your, what's your feeling on Ed and Lorraine Warren? And uh, make sure you mark this as alleged. <laughs> Why don't you take a guess? So you think they're they're con artists? 
I don't think it. Well, I, I okay. I can't say uh, they play to those people who wish to believe. Oh, you see, I can say I can't really say because I I don't know. All, all I've got about them is is what you what you have said. Okay. So I think that the question of whether you believe there are ghosts is separate to the question of whether or not they are con artists in the sense of deliberately defrauding people, because they could quite easily totally believe in ghosts and be. Sure. In good faith, doing all the things they did. Yeah. So whether or not ghosts are really sort of irrelevant to the question of whether they were consciously doing things for their own benefit or whether they were actually trying to help people, but through the prism of their own belief system. I mean, you touched on this with Arthur Conan Doyle, right? And mediums and Harry Houdini trying to debunk the mediums that were defrauding people, essentially, of their money. Um, well, what, a more recent one is James Rani, isn't it? His died recently but you know he was the same sort of thing a magician who used to basically rip them all apart and he used to do television specials about it It was very very good yeah i'll see if there's anything on youtube and i'll link to it in our uh, episode descriptions because certainly i've seen some of his stuff where he's um i think he had a challenge didn't he he said a million dollar challenge or something where if he could prove it he'd give you the money and i think loads would be over uh, 30 years and no one was ever able to to prove it. it was all magic tricks and such but to of your course. point there are some people that i you know think do believe that what they're doing is talking to the dead and then there are those that clearly have electronic earpieces and yeah you exactly. know what they're doing it's and a, a gaming distinction, system isn't it, between i'm interpreting so the, so in the the snedeker house the, the kid was schizophrenic he could hear voices that that, that is beyond doubt mm-hmm. It was diagnosed as schizophrenia in the case of the scientific view. Yep. But if you're a devout Catholic, then hearing, voices, hearing voices, that voice could be the devil, right? That's that's an absolutely understandable p- place to end up. Now, yeah. if you then exercise it and f- make drama and oversell your book about it, then, mm. then you're into the territory of how decent are you as a person. Yeah. There are a lot of people that are interested in it, though. Like the haunted house phenomena the the ghost stories that are out there it's well the bits that trouble me it's, it's like horror films isn't it it's the it's the titillation more than anything else it's the oh you, you you could it's not it's not going to hurt you uh but you're going to get your heart rate up and it will be yeah. exciting and you could talk about it afterwards you know it'd be totally different if those sort of things if there was a 50% chance that you die yeah it would be totally different. I think it probably would be, yeah. <laughs> Similar to my question about, is a zombie a ghost? Uh, my next question, is a demon a ghost? Because your this subject matter was ghosts, and we had quite a few demon-related yeah, subject matter was, in this. This was the influence of the Warrens, because all of the stories, and they were they were presented as hauntings, yeah. tended, to, especially in my time period specifically, the Snedeker was the, the main meat, if you will. Uh, they interpreted everything as demons. They, they didn't really seem to go for ghosts as a concept. Right. Um, but I was saying ghosts include spirits, and I then broadened that into demons being a form of spirit. Interesting. But yeah, I you could argue like... that it's not a ghost, that that doesn't count as a ghost. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know enough about demons to know whether or not they are like, you know, an evil spirit from 30,000 years ago that's just had time to dwell and get angrier and more evil over the years well i think you distinguish between ghosts the ghosts of humans and non-human spirits right a demon oh. no one thinks a demon was once a human they all think demons are some other parallel dimension entity type okay thing 
Whereas ghosts in its most traditional form is a dead human being, isn't it? Yeah. So I was pushing the envelope in terms of what I was calling ghosts a little bit. Paul, thoughts? I was just thinking, uh, it's it's funny that lots of ghosts speak the same language of people who who see them. You know, it's like That's it's true. like the old it's like the old Star Trek thing. Whenever two spaceships appear next to one another, they're always the same way up. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't what I was that. expecting you to <laughs> say, but yeah, I, I guess so. You know, it's 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 the same thing. Oh, go there. Happen to speaking be speaking my language. I thought because in Star Trek, two alien species turn up and they're able to talk to each other. And yeah, I was, I was expecting fully, that. Well. I was, yeah, <laughs> and I was fully ready to to correct you on that. I believe it was called a Babelfish, wasn't it? That was Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Well, they had one that was a translator. It was a fish that translated. You stuck it in your ear. Hmm. Was it a ghost fish? Uh, I suppose if it died and you left it in your ear for long enough, it might be <laughs> whispering in your ear. <laughs> Why did you do this? <laughs> I'm out of questions. You got any questions, uh, Mr. Paul Dursley? Um, no, I don't. Okay, so then that leaves me to ask Paul, do you have any questions for us? We never ask this. And I feel like this is this is the perfect opportunity for you to be like, in your research, did you blah, blah, blah? Did you really think this? Did you really think that? Do you have any questions for us, Mr. Paul Dursley? So... Why specifically, Ryan, are you fascinated by ghosts and these sort of sci-fi and all of this nonsense? Irrational, <laughs> like irrational it. nonsense. Yeah, because lot, lots of people, lots of people are. Yeah, no, that's true. I have a creative mind. I have an imagination that runs away with me. I like stories. I like the unexpected. I've always so, liked. So, so you're 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 calling me not creative then? I don't remember saying that. I don't think it's a question of creativity. It's a question of what Ryan, you trade in facts and information, and Ryan trades in stories. Well, yeah, yeah, yes, I, I can sort of understand that. I, I find science fiction quite difficult because I, I don't know what the definition is. Is there's sort of soft science fiction and hard science fiction? I don't know which is which, but one of them is science fiction that actually does have a scientific base and is not that far from what can happen now and it won't it won't break any scientific laws i don't mind that yeah but it's the it's the other stuff with uh sort of superluminal travel and well anything with fantasy and i just i just don't get it or with like dragons and god i just don't get that uh, i guess because it's like dreams it's it's uh, there is metaphor and symbolism in the artistry of it not everything has to exist in the world in which we live. There is an escapism that, that is formed as part of storytelling. I think you have two different versions of truth, though. For you, something to, for something to be true, it must be real in a sort of physical sense. Whereas for something to be true to Ryan, it can be a more a, uh, non-corporeal truth, an emotional truth. And that he doesn't then mind that trading in metaphor and magic and imagery that isn't literally correct, can, can convey a, a, a different kind of truth. Whereas for you, you're so distracted by the fact that things are not real, in inverted commas, that, that you don't then reach that other truth because you're too busy going, well, but you can't do that. <laughs> so are you saying it's, it's a weird type of faith? 
No, it's not. It's not faith. It's a. It's a, a means to an end. That faith in science. No, it's not even faith in science. I think it's that that something doesn't have to be literally true to enable you to understand things better. It's a suspension of disbelief. Yeah, I guess it is a suspension of disbelief. It's a. I know that this is not. I know there is not dragons. But if there were dragons, this is what it might look like. Something that might happen in one's relationship with these dragons. Uh, but you, Paul. Are so bothered by there are emotionally not retarded. I think is what you, the phrase you mean. <laughs> no, that's not true. I don't think it's that. I just think that people just think differently. I don't think there is. You one do right think way. differently, Ryan. I do. <laughs> I'm just different. <laughs> So do you have a question for, for Peter or should, can we move to the grading? Yeah, uh, uh, okay, uh, okay. You played a couple of noises that were supposed to be people speaking. Now, oh, yeah. I couldn't hear anything in those, even though you gave the suggestion of what it is, because, again, there's a test, isn't there? You can play that piece of music or noise once, nobody hears anything, but then someone suggests what it's saying and everybody can hear what is set being said. Yeah, I have to say, I found the electronic voice phenomena wholly unconvincing. Because <laughs> <laughs> even, as you say, even after having been told what you're listening for, which yeah. obviously makes life a lot easier, uh, I wasn't really hearing any of it. <laughs> the, the evidence I brought to the table left <laughs> the, the pro-ghost lobby in a pretty poor position. Yeah. I would have to say, between the picture of the levitating, <clears throat> which was very obviously a child leaping, and the sounds of people saying things, none of which I could really hear properly, yeah. didn't look good for ghosts. But the thing that did look good for ghosts is the fact that when we were doing the Ouija board, it gave you a grading of E. Yes. So I guess we will find out whether or not the ghost was accurately ghost predicted. Or are they correct? Or are they correct? The spooky predictive word. But, but, word. But, of, but of course, this is a, an interesting question in causality, isn't it? <laughs> if I were to give you that grade... Have you proved it? Uh, or was that always the case? Well, I was never going to give that grade, so... Well, let's find out after the jingle. So, we're here in the grading. Let's find out. Was the ghost right? Will it be an E? Find out now on History Happened Everywhere. The Verdict. Sponsored by Ed and Lorraine Warren. <laughs> well, this is this is a difficult one because um, it's Pete and I usually give him good grades. Yeah, you certainly do. <laughs> hey, no fear or favour, sir. I've you have to give us, the good, the, give us the grades that you feel is appropriate. It must be difficult to grade something about which you don't believe in any of it. That doesn't bode well yeah, for me, Yeah, so it? It, it's, 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 it's almost sort of the reverse if you you sort of do something good i could sort of say well that's actually rubbish because you're talking rubbish <laughs> and so i have to give you a low score and if you do something really bad by sort of saying well they don't exist goodbye uh you you get an a plus but of course i'm using i'm using my bias on that um i have to say it did not occur to me to attempt the podcast to be in its entirety 
they don't exist. Goodbye. <laughs> but if that's what it takes to get an A plus, I'll bear that in mind. <laughs> Let me think. Let me think. It's sort of hovering between like a ghost. I kind of want an E just to prove the ghost right. <laughs> I kind of want you to have an E too to kind of get my grades up. <laughs> the tally. Uh, B minus. I w- I was hovering between B minus and C plus. And as it was Pete, I gave a B minus. If it was you, I'd have given a C plus, obviously. Oh, favoritism. Terrible. He says, with a smirk on his face. <laughs> <laughs> How awful. <laughs> it must be terrible to be you. <laughs> what a dreadful life that Ryan has. <laughs> <laughs> well, saying that, I wouldn't wish anybody to be me, my God. <laughs> if I believed in ghosts, I'd have given you a worse grade because you've added to the proof that they don't exist. That's true. I saw you were did, quite cynical. I? I was yeah. not um, super ghost you positive. You skeptical. B minus it is. It is logged in the book. The ledger. All right. Thanks, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Um, My pleasure. We have to do our thing now, don't we? We do. All right, should we do it? Do a little sign off. This is me. Yeah. All right. I want to thank you for listening. And if you'd like to get in touch about any of the things that we've talked about in this episode of The Verdict, we can be found on our Twitter account, which is at HHE Podcast, or you can email us at HHE Podcast at gmail.com. And you never know, you might end up featured on a future show. Uh, one way to definitely feature on a future episode is to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us, helps uh, others find the show uh, and build the audience and joins the community. Uh, in the meantime, you can find wait, 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 wait. Did, did you hear that? Sorry. No, sorry. Just I just inter- <laughs> sorry, man. I interrupted you. Sorry. Do you want to do that again? Right. So one way to definitely feature on a future episode is to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us, helps other people discover the show. Oh, no, I'm hearing it again. Can you hear it? It doesn't matter. Sorry. All right. I'm okay. sorry, man. I'm not hearing it anymore. That's all right. No problem. So one way to definitely feature on a future episode is to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. That helps us. Hey, and have you... Can you... Sorry. Oh, God. Here comes the punchline. <laughs> God, we all know what's coming next. Um, one way to definitely feature on a future episode is to rate and review the show on Apple oh, Podcasts. there it is again. Paul, can you hear it? Like a whistling, kind Just of like a weird, creaking... Weird well, I, I can hear that there's a punchline coming soon. <laughs> There it is.